side of this we're going to have some we're going to do what I call an inductive Bible study don't worry this is going to be a lot of fun uh, and trust me as we move forward uh, hopefully this will really help you but um, on the other side of this what I want you to do right now is I want you to um, to read this I'm going to give you five to ten minutes to, to read this. It's, it's pretty short. Matthew chapter 11, verse 25 to 30. This is in the New Living Translation. And what I want you to do is, as you read it, circle, underline, write a note beside something that strikes you. No, what, something you observe in this passage. There's two lines here. Uh, by verse 28 and 29, you'll probably figure out what word should go there. But I want you to spend for the next 10, uh, 5 to 10 minutes, I'll signal, writing down what you observe. Um, and uh, so you can write down your notes, you can underline, circle, but just take your time and I'll, I'll signal to you. Again, this is Matthew chapter 25. Chapter 11, chapter 11, verses 25 to 30. If there's anybody who's watching live stream, Matthew 11, 25 to 30, New Living Translation.
I'll give you another two minutes. All right, so what, now what we're going to do, this is sort of like induct, it's called inductive Bible study. And what basically you do, you're looking at it, and you're just making some observations. And so now, what I want you to do is, um, is share with somebody next to you. If you're not sitting next to somebody, you may want to slide next to somebody, uh, some bodies. And, and share with them what you observed. So, believe it or not, this is a, it's unbelievable, but you actually get to talk during church now. Like, like talk to each other. Okay. So, we're going to give you about 10 minutes or so. Um, take advantage of it. Oh. Share your observations. If you don't know the person, it might be nice to introduce yourself first. Hello, my name is such and such. And then, this is good. This is good. This is good. Now, this is nice. This is nice.
I'm going to give you one more minute. Okay, um, how many of you, here's a question I want to ask you. How many of you, you were just, when you just were reading the, reading the scripture, just you reading the scripture, you and just reading the scripture by yourself, as you, how many of you sense the Lord was speaking to you? Raise your hand. Okay, good, good, good. See, there's two things that are very important. That is that we as believers need to be under the word. So now what that means is that you're under a ministry. You have uh, a ministry covering you and teaching the word so that we don't get outside of the rails. Are you following me? Uh, but it is our responsibility as individuals to be in the word for ourselves. Because God, because God can't keep waiting Sunday after Sunday to speak to us. God wants to speak to us directly. Are you, he, he want, in fact, he wants to speak to us every day. So what my hope is, is that as we show you how God speaks to us through his word, that will cause us to read his word more. So that way, we're not deceived. Now, so there's one thing. Uh, and so there's some of you who raised your hand, and I'm not going to put anybody on the spot if you want, but I, I want to ask you know, some individuals don't don't preach a sermon. I'm I'm, I'm preaching. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to be long, but I just I did. But I, I I wanted. I'm just curious as to what you observed in the text. Anybody want to start? No elders. Okay. Um, in verse 1, when he starts to pray, he says, thank you for hiding these things. And the first thing was, I asked you, what things is he talking about? Wow, wow. that's good. That's good. Now, now here's, and we were talk. I was talking with some of uh, the young people who said the same thing. What things are you talking about? And, and, and here's one thing you need to understand. Uh, one of the most powerful tools that you can use when you're looking at the word is ask the word questions. Because if you ask the word questions, that was be that's beautiful. In fact, 
what you shared is a very powerful key. If you ask the word questions, the word will have an answer. Okay. God can't God can't feed people who are not hungry. He said, that's why if you're hungry, you are blessed. Really, if you're hungry for the things of God, you're blessed. Because Jesus said in, in the book of Matthew chapter 5, we call it the Beatitudes, the attitudes that we should have. And Jesus says, blessed are they who do, not did, do, not will, but right now who hunger and thirst after what is right, they shall be filled. So by the very fact that you ask that question, what are these things, God's going to show you what these things are. Amen. Anybody else? What? Anybody else? You, you can sit down. You can sit down. Just give me the. So, uh, two things. Um, one, the uh, emphasizing humility uh, when he says, when the Lord says that we should receive these things in a childlike fashion. So, humility is key. He even says that he is humble and gentle of heart. Something that we can, something that I've had to learn personally, you know. Arrogance has no place, you know. So, uh, and then the second one, God's authority in hiding things that he chooses whom to reveal them, his sovereignty, his authority. That's good. That's good. Got to be childlike. Oh, no. None of us like to be childlike. We want to know it all. We even say answers that we don't know. Because no one wants to look foolish. Some of you are sitting there and you're seeing all this happen on the stage. Are you with me? This is deep now. I'm already, no, God is already preaching. Everybody's like, what? When are you going to preach? No, God is already speaking. So all this stuff is going on on the stage, right? And everybody's, only some people are like, okay, you know, Bishop, what's going on? And most pastors, because they don't want to humble themselves and say, I don't know. I know it's God, but I don't know. And so what happens is that we feel the pressure that all the eyes are on us because we're supposed to know. And lack of humility will cause you to make up stuff. <laughs> We try to explain what God told us. I haven't given you an explanation. And that has to be all right. Remember Job? His friends felt like they needed to do more than what they were asked to do. Sometimes God will have you just to come along somebody who's struggling. You're not struggling, I'm just saying. And just sit there and just be present. But we feel compelled to have a word. 
Because after all, I am the man of God. I, have, I must have something to say from the Lord. And the Lord was like, you know, be still and know. So we stop making up stuff because we feel the pressure of having to say something. That's what this right here. Sometimes the best thing you can do is keep your mouth shut until the Lord tells you to open your mouth. And that takes humility to say, I don't know. That's good, sir. And you said, and there's something else you did. You said, the Lord is speaking to me. Anybody else? Yes, ma'am. Um, something else that stood out in the first verse, going off of the childlike nature, I thought it was interesting that he didn't say, I'm revealing them to children, that I'm revealing to those who are childlike. Um, and when I was talking to Heidi here, what that brought up was people who are open, who have believing hearts, who have an imagination, um, folks who their knowledge and their experiences aren't a barrier, um, and people who don't know what's not possible. <laughs> say, say that last one again. Like children, um, he's revealing them to people who don't know what's not possible. How many of you, when you were a child, you played make-believe? You played, in other words, you're like, I'm Dr. Suss and such. You had no idea how long it would take to be a doctor. You had no idea how much it costs to be a doctor. You just said, I'm going to be a doctor. And then... When you grew up, you lost, like, and wasn't this a word that Pastor Larry Kim gave? You lost your imagination for the impossible. Parents, any parents here? Parents. Parents. Don't you find your self, don't you find it interesting, me and Z here? Yeah, yeah. We were talking about, isn't it interesting that your kids, they ask you, well, we just had Christmas go by. They ask you for stuff, and they, they don't care about the family budget. <laughs> they don't care how much Jordan's cost. They don't care about what the latest get. Mommy, I want an Apple Watch. What do you mean Apple Watch? Let me give you, no, I want an Apple. They don't, they don't care how much your budget is. Are you with me? Because they believe you're rich. <laughs> parents, come on, we're raising your parents. Come on, come on, come on. We actually have a father who has no budget. 
We need to be childlike and ask the father, hey, daddy, I want to get into such and such a school. But then you became smart and looked at your grades and looked at your budget and looked at and all of a sudden you start stop using your imagination. And you're like, oh, what do you mean imagination? Paul says it this way in Ephesians chapter 3. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly. Where's that? Uh, Matt, uh, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Above all that we can ask or think. And I love the Living Bible, beyond our wildest dreams and imaginations. Turn your person next to you and say, you're dreaming too small. And tell them, you know why you're dreaming too small? Because you're an adult. Here's a sign of an adult. I'm preaching to you, you know. A child, a child looks at the ability of their father. An adult looks at their own ability. You didn't hear me. How many of you, when you were kids, you know when you're kids and, and you're bored, so you make up games? So, you, like, you, how many of you, when you were kids, well, they don't, well, they started coming back, but when we were kids, the, the, the Volkswagen Beetle, Bug, the little Beetle, that was, there were a lot of them. And so, how many of you, you played a game like, you know, whoever counts the most Anybody come and raise your hand. No, no, okay, okay. And whoever counted the most amount will get. And then how many of you, like, you, you're driving with your brother or your cousin or whatever, and you you would say, you, you'd be driving, and all of a sudden you see a nice car, you say, I got that car. <laughs> driving, I got that car. I got that car. And by the end of the trip, whoever had the best car won. Mm -hmm. But many of us now, we walk in and we're like, Oop, I don't got that car. <laughs> we become adults. Let's pause right here. In fact, the word rest is the Greek word, hopefully it's in the notes, anaposis. That's the Greek word for rest, anaposis, which means we get our English word pause. So this is what I want us to do, because see, when we do these Bible studies, when God speaks, you need to make what he said to you a prayer. 
Everything with me? If you're just studying the Bible to get information, no, I take that back. You really need to be, yeah, we've talked about this. You, you really need to study the Bible to get information. This is some good stuff. You need to study the Bible to get information. I'm not trying to get knowledge. I'm trying to get information. I want the word to get in me so that it forms Galatians chapter 419. I keep praying for you, church at Galatia, as Paul said, so that Christ is formed in you. I am not reading the word just to be able to say, I know a scripture. I am reading the word so that the word can form in me and I walk out what he put in me. So in other words, Jesus says, a new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you. So now when I look at Tammy, I say to myself, I can't simply love Tammy as I love myself. Love your neighbor as yourself? Because I may not love myself. But if I love Tammy like Christ loved his church, what did Jesus do for his church? So what does that look like? Love ya. That's not love. Text your little heart, 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 heart. That's not love. It's if I saw Tammy struggling and I bless her. That's love. And so this is what I want us to do. Now, my brother here said it beautifully. Anybody track with me so far? And that is this. When God speaks, when God speaks and it's different than what we were doing, we have to repent. Repent is not a bad thing. Some of you, this church is, is a church that re, our mission is restore broken lives. So I realize that um, some of you are struggling from P T P S post-traumatic pastor syndrome. 
So some of you, that word repent is triggering things. Some of you, that word repent, all of a sudden you feel flames of hell. Because every, every Sunday you were told you're going to hell. You're going to hell in a handbasket. And you're going to hell. So now when I say repent, you're like, oh. Few years, about, about 15 years ago, I called uh, these two young ladies. They were sisters, and they come from hyper-Pentecostal, hyper-Pentecostal, hyper-Pentecostal. You know what I mean, hyper-Pentecostal? I'm talking about hats, okay, dresses down to here, okay. So half of you would be thrown out of your church now if you dress the way you dress now in the church you came from. Just look straight ahead. So I, I called them into Denver. I called them into my office. And they sat down and they're looking at each other. And I was like, well, I just call you to my office because I want to let you know. And, and, and I'm like, what's, what's wrong with them? I said, I just want to let you know, you're doing a great job. You're growing. I'm so excited what God's doing in you. And they're like, <gasps> and I'm like, what's wrong? And they said, well, usually... When you call into the pastor's office, <laughs> anybody know what I'm talking about? They thought I was going to beat him down. So, repent simply means to change the way you think. So, if the Lord says to you, I need you to be childlike, and you haven't been childlike, you need to repent. And then, after you repent, you need to then, watch this, you need to then ask God to make you childlike, and that becomes a prayer. Amen? So this is what I want you to do. Look at your note. We only need a minute for this, and just give me two more minutes to do something else, and then, because what I, this, this whole, whether it's exciting or boring, I don't know, but the point is, is that you need to do this every day. What's this? When you read the word, ask the Holy Spirit to show you what he wants to show you. There's nothing, let me tell you something, as much as I enjoy sharing the word, there is nothing like you knowing that I am by myself in my room and God is speaking to me and I know what he's saying. No artificial sweeteners. Yes, it's nice to listen to other people and get your, your podcasts and all that, but that is not a substitute for God wanting to speak to you. He loves you. He wants to talk to you, and he's going to talk to you. He wants to talk to you through the Bible. So if, you, if you're reading the word through a cell phone or an iPad, that's not God. Only kidding. Only kidding. <laughs> Some of you are like, only kidding. It was a joke. It was a joke. Y'all need to relax. So this is what I want you to do. You can pray silently. Whatever the Lord showed you, if you, would do, if you weren't doing it, whatever he showed you, I want you to just ask the Lord, Lord, Forgive me and help me too. And you can fill in the blanks. Can you do that for a moment?
Thank you, Jesus. Okay, as an illustration, I'm going to pray out for me. This is me. Because what um, brother back there was waving here, what you shared really spoke to me. Um, so, Father, I ask you to forgive Brian Green for losing my childlike wonder of my father. God, you, you made the heaven and the earth, and instead of looking to you to be my source, I've been looking to my paycheck. I've been looking to my bank account, which is not doing well. And I have been looking to every other source but you. And so, Father, I ask you that from this moment on, from this scripture, that you reveal other sources of income, <laughs> that you reveal discounts, that you reveal what you have for me as I humble myself and stop being an adult and be a child in Jesus' name. Amen. That was for me. That was for me. Okay, one more thing. And then we're gonna, I want to pray for you. Jesus says, Come unto me, all ye that are what? Weary. Any weary people here? Anybody weary? Weary and what? Heavy burdened, heavy, heavy laden, heavy burdened. Anybody heavy burdened? Okay, good. And he said what? I will. Okay. I will what? He said, I will give you rest, which means that rest is a gift. You, you, you need to understand that you can't take a rest. Rest is a gift. Are you getting this? Rest, he said, I will give you rest. That really struck me because sometimes life can get busy and I'm trying to take a break, take a rest. How many of you, how many of you have ever been on vacation in body, but your mind is still at work. Okay. Okay. So obviously, if you could take rest, you would take it. But you can't take rest because Jesus says, I will give you rest. Rest is a gift from God. In fact, it's such a gift. This is not a deep question. How many days did it take God to create, to do creation? Six. This, I'm not a deep guy. Six days. And yet God says, see, if I were God, a week would be six days. Are you hearing this? But how many days in a week? 
Why are there seven days in a week when it only took God six days? It's because what? He needed to rest. He needed to rest. Why? He, he needed to rest? Amen? Did he need to rest? Did God need to rest? Well, let's put it this way. Does God get tired? How many remember singing that song? He got the whole world in his hand. He got the, you. Y'all looking so serious. Huh. He got the whole world. I don't know whether I'm an evolutionist or a creationist or whatever. If the planet's four billion years old or three, I don't care. But the point is this. This is the point. This is the point. Whichever you believe, the earth has been around a long time. And I don't wake up in the morning saying, hey, God, you all right? <laughs> oh, I hope I don't drop it. <laughs> Jesus, could you help me? Give me a break. No. God doesn't get tired. So, and, and you're right. But the point is, is that God did not take rest on the seventh day because he needed a rest. He knew he was going to create human beings who, who needed a rest. So he wanted to, because we're made in God's image, he's saying, I'm creating a seventh day for you to rest. And we all believe in the Ten Commandments. Amen? Amen. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Amen. Amen. Thou shalt not steal. Amen. Amen. Thou shalt not lie. Amen. Amen. This is getting quiet in here. Thou shalt not take the Lord's name in vain. Amen. Amen. Because you know where this is going. Thou shalt keep the Sabbath. In other words, thou shalt take a rest. That I give you, I gave you a whole day to rest. I gave you a day to rest. But you don't understand my situation. I gave you a day to rest. I gave it, the seventh day was a gift. I didn't need a rest, but I know you did. And some of you are going, 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 going. Going, 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 going. Even right now, you sit in this service and, you're, and your mind is going. <laughs> that, that's what your mind is doing. I want to pray for you. Now. Because you need a rest. Your mind is going. Your heart is going. Even right now, you're like, oh. And some of you need to rest some foolish things. Oh, my goodness. Will the Patriots win today? Uh, uh, hurry up. The game's already on, Bishop. <laughs> Get DVR. Only kidding. <laughs> I want to pray for you. I'm done. I want to pray for you. That God will give us the gift of rest.
Because if you don't get rest, his rest, and we'll talk about what that looks like, but first of all, you got to understand you can't make up rest. You got to ask him to give you rest. If this is spoken to you, that your mind is running, your emotions are running, inside of you is just running, 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 worry, 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 worry. And God is saying, I want to give you rest. And the first thing I want to do, can you come up here to Denver? I just want you to stop what you're doing. In other words, let's go back there again. Yeah, it's all kind of here. So God is simply, I'm pressing pause in your life. Oh, I just got a revelation. revelation. They ain't going to like this, but I'm, for some of you, God laid you off so you can get some rest. Father, they didn't like that one. For some of you, God didn't allow you to get into that school because you needed some rest. But instead of resting, you are, let me send them some more applications. And God is like, you need to, you need to calm yourself down. If you're not resting, and the Lord is speaking to you, I want you to stand because I want to include you in this prayer. I, I don't need an explanation for, because I'm standing as well. I'm standing as well. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If someone is standing next to you, I want you to put your hand on their shoulder. And I want you to pray for them. Just for a moment, pray for them. And this is what you want. I want you to pray. I want you to pray, God, open their eyes to your gift of rest. Open, you, open their eyes to your gift of rest. Open your eyes to your gift of rest. Open your eyes. Open their 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 eyes. I need your eyes open. Open their eyes. Open their eyes. Open their eyes. Sometimes you need your eyes open. Open their eyes. Because rest is a gift. Open their eyes. just for a moment because this is so you can see what I'm saying. Elder Roy, could you stand up? Just, just wave your hand. No, uh, he blessed me. You can sit down. He blessed me. Many of you know that during the month of August I take off because I'm supposed to get rest. And I'm 
I'm talking about me. So what I usually do, I use that time to get stuff done around the house that I didn't have time to do during this pastoring thing. Are you following me? Anybody do stuff like that? Like you use your vacation to get work done that you can okay, so, okay, yeah. And so I was going to do this painting around the house and, and it was, and how many of you, because I, I just need, I need support, you know, so, um, no. Hello, my name is Brian, I'm a workaholic. So, oh, see, I, 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 I have some friends here. I have some friends here. I have friends here. <laughs> so, and, and so uh, I started getting, now think about it. I'm supposed to be off for the whole month of August. This is supposed to be yippee, but I'm stressing out thinking about all the projects I need to get done before I get back from vacation. Anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and so I'm, I'm, and so Elder Roy says to me, why don't you just hire somebody to do that? And you would think I would say, thank you, Elder Roy. I got mad at him. He, he didn't know it. But I, I, I was like, you, and my attitude was like, you don't know my finances. You need to take your hands out of my business. And I, when he said that, I heard the Holy Spirit said, why don't you hire somebody to do that so that you can get rest? What do you think my response was? What do you think my response was? I don't have the money. And the Lord's response was, I do. Tyrion David said, I think he's talking to you right now. Interpretation, he's talking to you. <laughs> and so I did what my mother-in-law, the, 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 the three words that stuck in our spirit. She has been dead now for God now with the Lord for about three, two or three years. But she says these three famous words. What are those three famous words? I will obey. And I obeyed. And I don't know where the money came from, but the money came. And while I was on vacation in Barbados, someone was painting up my house I was having my snow cones on the beach and the Lord said to me how you like me now I should have made believe I was on a cruise in Europe but I Barbados wasn't bad you have no dear dear you have you have no idea what gift of rest God wants to give you. So, Father, I am asking you in Jesus' name that when you offer your gift of rest, however that looks, 
that we will humble ourselves and take it. Lord, I, I really believe that there are people right and who, who are in our lives who have offered us help, offered us support, and in our pride, we say, no, no, that's okay. Not knowing that that was your hand offering a gift of rest. <laughs> God, you're speaking. You have sent people into our lives to help us. And they say, you relax, I'll do it. And we started feeling guilty. They said, no, no, let me help a little bit. And God's like, I didn't ask you to help a little bit. Sit yourself down and rest. Go away and rest. I got you. Spirit of the living God, I pray that I would hear of miracles, of moves of, your Holy, of you, Holy Spirit, that you open doors that will, that will baffle us because we decided to accept your gift of rest. I pray, Father, that when you press pause on our lives, that we will not fight through the pause to get stuff done when you said rest. Finally, Father, I pray, I pray that you don't have to make some of us rest. Holy Spirit, I'm excited that in this year of rest, we're going to get more done than we could ever imagine because we're finally going to humble ourselves like children. And as I'll share, the, the, some of the guys were sharing with me when you said, when they said, what are the hidden things? God, you're going to show us the hidden secrets to seeing you do more in our lives because we're resting. There are people like Elder Roy that you're going to send into our lives who will give us ideas and, we're, and you're going to need us to say, yes, I'm going to do that. So Father, I bless your people with your gift of rest. I bless your people with your gift of rest. While you're standing there, say, Lord, I receive your rest. Come on, say, Lord, I receive your rest. Now just for 20 seconds, thank him for his rest. Thank him. You don't see it. Come on, let's thank him. I said 20 seconds. You don't have to clap, but just thank him for your rest. Thank you, Lord. I don't know where it's going to be supernaturally. Sunday of the year, I said, I said in this congregation that God will bless you even if you find a check in 2019 that was written in 2018. 
person was sharing that some funds they were expecting in 2018 did not come through and they were up, they were worried and they said that about two weeks ago well, a week ago they they're, they're late they were late in opening up their Christmas cards and they decided well let me open up these Christmas cards now in 2019 and they opened up a Christmas card and found a check for five thousand dollars and they remembered they and they taped they emailed me and they said I remember Bishop saying that I will find a check in 2019 that was written in 2018 but it was so hard to believe and yet God already wrote the check for where they're heading did you catch that God has already made provision for where you're heading and when you get there 